from the environmental aspect, composting has so many benefits. Um, when you compost your food instead of third way in the landfills, um, it gets proper aeration and it's um, it has oxygen to properly decompose. So it doesn't um, release harmful greenhouse gases like methane into the environment. Um, so it's helping kind of the global warming movement on one aspect. And then um, from another lens, I'm taking AP Environmental Science right now. And my teacher was talking about how one of the main reasons that they're doing, that they're requiring composting in California is because they're running out of landfill space. And so landfill space is obviously really detrimental to a lot of ecosystems because you're displacing those natural lands to put in um, man-made things like the landfills. And so mm-hmm. when we compost our food, we're not taking up those lands and taking those lands away from um, natural ecosystems. And lastly, um, composting is known as black like compost is known as black gold and so compost is really valuable to a lot of plants and so um when we compost instead of just throw it away we create that like natural fertilizer so mm-hmm. composting also reduces the use of synthetic fertilizers which cause so many problems in the ecosystem welcome to home green homes podcast this is izumi tanaka the host of this show I have been wanting to have an episode on composting, particularly because I joined a community garden and have started to compost myself. Honestly, I consider myself a city dweller and I am not quite confident in what I'm doing. At a recent Green Build event sponsored by USCBC LA, I encountered this nonprofit organization called Grades of Green which offers a variety of programs to, quote, educate, empower, and inspire students to take action and achieve long-lasting environmental impact in their schools and communities, unquote. When I asked if there is anyone in their organization who can speak about composting, they emphatically suggested that I talk to Cordelia O'Rourke, who just finished her junior year at Glendale High School. Via a program offered by Grays of Green, Cordelia has spearheaded a project to get the local schools to start composting the cafeteria's food scraps. Today, I invited Glenn Arnade, Special Project Manager of Grays of Green, and none other than Cordelia, to tell us about their programs and composting. So tell me, Glenn, tell us. Yeah, so um, I am a program manager for Grades of Green, which is an environmental education nonprofit. Um, We basically provide programs for students, teachers, um, schools, and school districts anywhere from K through 12, uh, which Mm -hmm. is anywhere from around 5 to 18 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a full list of programs all all the way um, for K through 5 students, uh, which are more... um, project in the box toolkits is called launch Mm -hmm. and then we also have another program called rise which is what cordelia is a part of it is basically a project-based learning Uh, students come to us with their idea we offer them the structure and one-on-one guidance with an advisor Um, we help them through a full school year implement any of their environmental projects that they want to do and uh, in addition to that we have other programs such as SOAR, which is a um, 
Eco Innovation Academy for uh, hyper-local students in uh, the Los Angeles area, where they get to work directly with the business. Um, they get to basically act as eco-consultants for different businesses um, that are part of the program. Uh, in addition to that, we have our Uplift program, which is kind of an umbrella that encompasses all of the districts um, and encompasses Launch, Rise, and Soar. And we work directly with districts to help um, implement any of these programs that they want to do into their curriculum in addition to addressing um, different uh, things to help with uh, California state mandates like SB 1383 and we uh, assist them with trying to um, be compliant um, with this bill. Now, I know that um, we met at a local event, uh, mm -hmm. USCBC LA's uh, Green Bill uh, Conference and Expo. Um, so I know that Grades of Green, uh, your activity is fairly local, but it is a national organization, is that correct? Yes, it's an international organization. Oh, um, international. Yeah, and um, I actually am the, the global slash international program manager, so I actually mm -hmm. work with a couple of students in Cameroon, um, quite a large number of groups in Nigeria, wow. um, India, South Africa, and I think this year we had someone from the UK as well. Um, mm. So it's quite, um, we do everything virtual, so we're able to uh, offer our programs online for free. Oh, wow, that's very impressive. Um, I would love to know a little bit of the history. Do you know how long ha it has been around? and when it, where it started. Yeah, so I believe the concept actually started around 2007, if I'm not wrong. Mm -hmm. And I believe the nonprofit actually became like a official uh, 501c3. I wanna say somewhere around 2010 to 2012, I'm getting mm -hmm. my dates kind of mixed up. Mm -hmm. um, it started at Grandview Elementary in Manhattan Beach. Um, it was a couple of moms, um, they basically wanted to um, implement environmental programs for their students that were attending the elementary. Um, and then from there, it just continued to grow. Um, I believe they launched their website on um, either 2011 or 2012 of Earth Day. Mm -hmm. um, and they've been growing ever since. And then I think around um, 2019, is when we actually start developing this full pathway of programs from um, elementary school to middle school to high school. Um, prior to that, they would um, basically go in person and do uh, a program called Trash Free Lunch. Um, and then they evolved into the RISE campaigns, which um, change every year from different topics from like the uh, waste rise campaign to the water uh, rise campaign. Um, but now it's a very, very uh, set pathway of programs that we offer every year. That's wonderful. So if you can uh, introduce us to the program that Cordelia is uh, part of and introduce Cordelia for us. Yeah, so uh, Cordelia is actually a part of our rise program. Um, she approached us um, to do her Girl Scout Gold Award, and she needed a mentor in order to carry out this project of composting. So um, Cordelia couldn't go into specifics of it, but she um, basically wanted to implement composting across schools and her district, uh, specifically the elementary schools in Glendale Unified. Mm -hmm. And it's been a joy working with her. She's super, super great. And she 
honestly, I wish I could have done this type of stuff when I was in high school. Um, <laughs> it's it's really, really inspiring. And not only um, is it really inspiring, but the amount of skills um, she has in order to, you know, just even email different principals at different schools and um, present to other students and things like that in order to get um, a full system set up at a school is very, very difficult to do. It's like moving mountains because dealing with adults at a school is extremely difficult. So, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, with that, Cordelia, tell us about you. Uh, first, I know um, you're a high school student, but tell me mm -hmm. who you are, what grade you are now, and um, and and what school you go to. And I'm really interested in knowing what really prompted you to take on this project. So tell us. Yeah. Um, hi, I'm going into my senior year of high school right now. So I just finished school on Wednesday. Um, mm -hmm. I go to Crescent Valley High School in Glendale. And um, I had this idea for doing this project, I think, around like ninth or 10th grade, um, I knew that I wanted to pursue my gold award for Girl Scouts because that mm. has been something that I've been wanting to do for a long time. Mm -hmm. And um, in a lot of my science classes, they showed a lot of documentaries about the environment. And like once I saw this documentary about um, extinction, I think it's called The Race to Extinction, mm -hmm. um, I knew that I wanted to focus my project on the environment. So I think um, my one of my relatives is involved in Grades of Green. And so that's how I found out about it. And um, my mom was like, one of their big things is composting. And um, as Glenn knows, of course, composting is now state mandate in California. So um, like once I heard that, I was like, that that's a great idea. I think that um, we should focus on that because obviously um, most schools right now aren't composting. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. So what, what what was the first thing you had to do when you start that project on, on composting? Yeah. Um. So the first thing was kind of just to meet with Glenn because I I didn't know that much about composting and about how to start it at schools. Grades of Green has a lot of resources on their website, mm -hmm. um, but being able just to talk to him about the process and about what the first steps um, would be was really helpful. And like that's what Grades of Green is for. Um, but once I kind of had a sort of a plan down, um, the first step was just to reach out to all the schools. So it was a lot of emailing and a lot of email planning. And um, at the beginning, it started off slow. We didn't get that many replies because um, as a principal, taking on such a, like a big project is a lot. Um, but slowly we got a few schools on board. Mm -hmm. So what, how are the schools now doing this composting and, and per your uh, advice, right? Oh, yeah. Per your consultation. <laughs> yeah. So what we did was um, me and some of the members of my club at Crescent Valley High School, we um, did school-wide assemblies at um, the schools that we're doing composting at. So we just taught them how to compost and why it's important to the environment and how to do it specifically at schools. Um, and then we also taught a specific group of students from a specific like class from our teacher advisor on how to manage and cultivate the compost. Mm -hmm. um, so what they do is all the students at lunch, we have like bins in the cafeteria mm -hmm. where all the students put their green waste in. And then like the compost leaders at each of the schools, they take the green waste from that bin and then they move it to 
um, like the standing compost bin where the compost is actually cultivated. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they put the green waste in, they put the brown, brown waste in and they mix it and aerate it to make sure that it's um, developing properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they do that every single day and um, composting, it's a lot harder than I thought it would be. <laughs> it's really hard, especially when you're getting so much waste um, in every single day. Um, but we've learned a lot about how to manage it at such a large scale and hopefully next year our compost will be even better. Yeah. So, so do you actually use the compost that you generate and do you have like, uh, at school, do the schools have gardens or vegetable gardens or something? How, how does a compost, um, the, what's the uh, cycle of the, the compost that you actually generate? Yeah. Um, so Compost takes around three to four months to actually develop. Um, so it's a long process and it takes, yeah, it takes a long time and a lot of effort to get it to the place that you want it to be. But um, most of the schools that I'm working with have a garden or are trying to create a garden. So mm-hmm. we use the finished compost, which we take out from the bottom um, to provide nutrients for the soil. Yeah. Mm, I see. Now, um, you've done a great job of uh, engaging all the schools around the city in LA. Uh, now, how do you promote this idea of composting to individual families and your friends, your family, relatives, uh, people you know? Um, mm-hmm. I would imagine that your influence has probably reached far beyond the schools. So tell me what you tell uh, people at home how to compost. Yeah, um, so I think the first thing that I say is composting is really easy. I think like doing offsite composting is a lot easier than um, you would think. It's just one quick change in your like day-to-day life and you're really helping the environment. Um, so what I normally tell like family and friends um, who aren't super into like gardens and stuff because not everyone is into that um, is you know, you, you should do offsite composting because offsite composting is very easy. It's just one simple change in your life. All you have to do is separate all your food waste um, from your like regular trash and the plastic and the paper and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all you need to do is just get a little bin in your kitchen and put all of your food waste in there. And then if you're in California, your street should have a green bin and you just put um, all of your food waste in the green bin instead of the black bin and it's just mm-hmm. easy as that and mm-hmm. most cities will provide a <clears throat> like a free green bin for you so if you just email them they should send you a free one mm, really now yeah. so so anyone when you say off-site composting for mm-hmm. some people you, you know it may not ring a bell so right, yeah. when you on-site composting is when you have a, a space maybe in your backyard or something uh-huh. with a yeah. big composting um mm-hmm. we don't do we call that a bin like when you, that the ones that you can turn around turn and yeah like, you know yeah. but off-site is when you don't have a space such as when your people are living in an apartment building right. or condominium so is that is that what you consider off-site composting yeah yeah, so okay. offsite is when you don't cultivate the compost at your house, but you just mm-hmm. like put it on the street for the municipal trash mm-hmm. um, to take off and then mm-hmm. they um, put it into their industrial composting facilities. Mm-hmm. Right. So, 
So I know that in, in, around Los Angeles, I know that some cities do now mandate or require um, food scrap to be in the uh, organic organic waste bin, but mm -hmm. I know that that's not necessarily um, true for every city or every municipalities. So right. if you don't have that, what can people do? Um, so I think Glenn was talking about how one of his coworkers, mm -hmm. um, their apartment building didn't have um, the green bin mm -hmm. to put their food waste in. And so they actually directly talked to them about the state mandate and about mm -hmm. how um, you know, it's required. And so that's obviously a difficult thing to do, but, um, you know, it is a stand mandate. So if you could talk to whoever's in charge of that, I think mm -hmm. that would be good. Mm -hmm. I see. So Glenn, is that true? That could, who, who, who would you call up if you don't have the bin or if you don't have, say I'm, you know, my audience is beyond California as well. Mm -hmm. So maybe there are some states or cities that may not even have that in place. Yeah, so because it's a California state mandate, mm -hmm. um, and this is specific to California, I could touch on the things outside of California mm -hmm. directly mm -hmm. after. Mm -hmm. um, basically, they have to provide these bins for you. However, uh, when I say bins, I mean the green bins in order to divert your food waste. Um, however, there are some cities that actually aren't enforcing it yet, just because, you know, there's a difference between um, passing a state mandate and mm -hmm. actually enforcing it. Uh, mm -hmm. Some cities are a little bit more pursuant on um, enforcing it. Um, and, you know, not to get into the deep uh, weed of things, but more of the affluent cities are more pushing towards um, the state mandate due to um, fines being imposed. Yeah. Um, I think by January 1st of 2024 is when um, they will start fining people for not mm -hmm. actually um, diverting their food waste um, from their regular landfill waste. Um, so like Cordelia was talking about one of our coworkers, um, her, uh, she was renting at an apartment complex. Uh, I believe it's like a duplex type of thing. Um, and she wanted to divert her food waste, but her, um, landlord did not provide her a green bin mm. and she basically took this state mandate state mandated bill which is sb 1383 um mm -hmm. to her landlord and said look this is a state mandate we actually you need to provide a green bin for us in order to divert our waste mm -hmm. and that was just enough in order to um gain an actual bin mm -hmm. um, for people that are living outside of California who want to do this sort of thing, um, there's a couple of things where, you know, offsite might not be the, the greatest, I guess, um, solution for you, unless, you know, there's a um, community garden that you can bring mm. your food waste to. I see. Um, or you can possibly explore the options of doing on-site composting at your actual um, home if you are in an actual, like, um individual home but if you're in an apartment maybe finding a um community garden or even gardening stores like a florist who might right. um, need things like um need things like food waste in order to cultivate their own compost i see yeah thank you glenn now cordelia when you first started on uh, trying to convince other schools and even your families or friends what are the things that you told them about the benefit of 
composting, why we should be composting. How did you do your persuasion? Yeah, um, okay, so from the environmental aspect, composting has so many benefits. Um, when you compost your food instead of third way in the landfills, um, it gets proper aeration and it's um, it has oxygen to properly decompose. So it doesn't um, release harmful greenhouse gases like methane into the environment. Um, so it's helping kind of the global warming movement on one aspect. And then um, from another lens, I'm taking AP Environmental Science right now. And my teacher was talking about how one of the main reasons that they're doing, that they're requiring composting in California is because they're running out of landfill space. And so landfill space is obviously really detrimental to a lot of ecosystems because you're displacing those natural lands to put in um, man-made things like the landfills. And so mm. when we compost our food, we're not taking up those lands and taking those lands away from um, natural ecosystems. And lastly, um, composting is known as black, like compost is known as black gold. And so compost is really valuable to a lot of plants. And so um, when we compost, instead of just throw it away, we create that like natural fertilizer. So mm -hmm. composting also reduces the use of synthetic fertilizers, which cause so many problems in the ecosystem. Yeah, thank you. That's, that's very precise and clear. I think um, people really would understand why we should be composting. And I myself have been uh, started composting like a, a couple of years ago. And um, it's, and I, I do have a uh, a yard, but I can't have the big compost bin because we have animals that come in. So, right. you know, when I first started composting, I did a indoor composting where uh, I have this enzyme called Bokashi and then I and I keep it inside the house for like two weeks and then I take it to the community garden to, you know, mix it with compost. So there's so many ways that people can do. Um, what would be your your best tip that you can give people whether they're living in the house with a backyard or living in a apartment building or a, or a condominium um, or any kind of um, uh, environment i know that we can we can still be composting mm -hmm. so what, what what would you tell people um i think one of the things that you should think about when you're trying to compost is what are your goals? Mm -hmm. Do you want to um, make soil for your garden? Um, do you not have space for that? Um, what is the reason that you're composting? Um, so obviously there are like not all of the composting is not available to everyone. Like the same type of composting is not available to everyone. Um, but like we've been saying, there's a lot of different options mm -hmm. for composting. Um, if you are doing on-site composting, one of the main um, tips I have is um, always adding more brown waste than you think, because um, we had some issues with that at the elementary school. Um, but yeah, if you educate yourself on why composting is important and what are the options for you, um, yeah, I think that's a great first step to take. Thank you. Now, are you are you using your compost at at your home? Are you growing vegetables or anything? Oh uh, no, I just use <laughs> we just throw away all our food and then put it in the green bins. In the bin. Okay, I yeah, see. Yeah. So tell me, what is your dream? You know, your you have a whole life ahead of you. Do you have any vision or dream that you you like to pursue? Um, I'm not set on anything right now, mm -hmm. but. Um, 
I've been taking a few years of physics and so maybe I'm looking into environmental engineering or something mm. like that but mm -hmm. yeah I'm not quite sure yet <laughs> do you think you you would do something around the environmental um issues or uh subject matters yeah I think that's where I'm heading Probably, yeah. yeah. Well, I wish you the best. I know you're heading mm -hmm. down to Argentina, you said, for yeah. soccer. Uh, I hope you have a blast and great summer. And <laughs> I, I, I am 100% confident you have a very successful, thriving uh, adulthood ahead of you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you so much, Glenn. Uh, would you like to sh uh, share with us uh, where people can find about Grays of Green? Yeah, so if you want any information about Grades of Green, um, they can reach out over our website at uh, <laughs> www.gradesofgreen.org. Um, there's a couple of people you can reach out to depending on the programs. If you mm -hmm. want to generally just reach out, it could be at info at gradesofgreen.org. Mm -hmm. um, and if you want to reach out to me in particular, it's glenn, G-L-E-N-N-A, at gradesofgreen.org. Mm, okay. Uh, and tell me about some of the uh, programs that you would like to promote that Grays of Green are doing, um, you know, worldwide, <laughs> not only just the country nationwide, but worldwide. Definitely. So um, I guess the main ones uh, would probably be our launch, uh, rise, and our uplift program. Mm -hmm. So launch are one, they're basically project in the box toolkits. They have step-by-step oh, wow. -step instructions on how to do different environmental projects, such as composting. We literally mm -hmm. have a composting toolkit that mm -hmm. provides step-by-step -step instructions on how to compost at school, but that can easily be put up for mm -hmm. um, any uh, home that may want to do it. It's all has step-by-step -step instructions on how to do it. Um, and then our RISE campaign I also you know would like to promote because Cordelia is one of our most amazing RISE students we have in fact she's our uh, student of the year this year so um, we want to provide as many resources as we can to students and basically help them um, make their environmental aspirations come true and mm -hmm. you know you can also develop those soft skills of um, you know being able to uh, liaison be between different people manage projects and things like that and then the last one is our uplift program because it's a district wide. Um, we try to implement rise and launch um, district wide and basically mm. get composting and waste sorting um, at the forefront at um, trying to basically address the SB 1383 state mandate. Well, that's so wonderful. And congratulations, Cordelia, for being the student of the year. I think you deserve every bit of it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, both of you, for spending time on that precious Saturday morning. I really appreciate it. And Cordelia, you have a great trip and great summer. And, and Glenn, you have a great summer as well. I hope you get some time off. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. This was Izumi Tanaka with Home Green Homes, the podcast. Mm -hmm.